We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everybody, I'm Sophie, he's Mike, and she's Brenda, and welcome to On the Road with Mickey. If you're returning for another adventure with us, welcome back. We are so glad you have returned safely. And if this is your first episode with us and you're new here, welcome. It's so nice to meet you, and I'm going to show you the reins today. First up, we have our cheddar from the Big Cheese, which is basically our Disney news snippets. And then after that, we have our feature topic, which is what we talk about for most of the episode. And then after that, we have our This Day in Disney History, brought to you by me. And after that is our game of Who's Who. And that is brought to you by Mike, my dad. A oh, fair warning, I'm almost never wrong when it comes to this game. I almost always win it. And then after that... Brenda will be giving us a quote from the big man himself, Walt Disney, and it's just going to be amazing. So buckle up, keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the car at all times, make sure you're safe, fasten your seatbelts, all that good stuff, and we will see you on the road. It's time to get going. Let's go! Hey everyone, I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. And she's Brenda. Hi, everyone. And that's Grogu. And we're on the road with Mickey. This is season two, episode 32 for August 9th, 2021. And our feature topic this week is our top five Disney park shows, past and present, and maybe even future. But as always, before we get going on our on our feature topic, we have a boatload. That's true. Pun intended. Of cheddar from the big cheese, and we're going to start it off with Brenda, who has a little news about a boat. Which hey. is exactly why it was a pun. There you go. Well, the boat is the Disney Wish, which is the gorgeous brand new. Disney ship that they're currently building and some really neat aspects were discussed the other day on the Disney Parks blog and here are some of the neat details that you'll be able to experience on the Wish. The Wish will have Disney Cruise Line's first ever outdoor spa retreat complete with whirlpool spas, plush loungers and plenty of space for open air yoga sessions. Untangled Salon and Hooks Barbary, our first standalone salon and barbershop experiences, each inspired by a classic Walt Disney Animation Studios film. Yay! Yay. And three. Yeah, exactly. Um. (laughs) (laughs) And three new upscale bars and lounges the Keg and Compass, Nightingales, and the Bayou. I am really excited about these because, you know, Disney has increased their offerings for adults adult only spaces uh-huh. with the ships is that you know there's there wasn't much on the magic or the wonder then there was 
to me, there was a lot more on the fantasy and the dream, but the Disney wish looks like it's really, really going to have some really great adult only areas. And that's wonderful. Yeah. Really excited. So I'm, what I'm hearing is this is one of the potential options for a um, 21st birthday gift to daddy. I'm hearing it's not an option at all. <laughs> Somebody's not hearing right. Somebody's got their wires crossed. <laughs> oh, Moving on. Sophie, what's next on our channel? <laughs> well, here, to cheer myself up, we're going to talk about something that gives me a lot of joy and happiness. Yes. And returning for a second year this November, Give Kids the World will have their second annual Night of a Million Lights Spectacular. We did this last year and it was absolutely stunning. We have a, videos of it and a bunch of other things and it was just so beautiful. There were like three million lights or something. Mm -hmm. And the... What? It was insane, the number of lights. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like Osborne Family Spectacle because they got a lot yeah. from there. And that mm -hmm. Osborne was gorgeous. It was. Yeah. And the event will run from November 12th to January 2nd, from November 12th, 2021 to January 2nd, 2022. And it will run from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. nightly with staggered entry times. Yeah. And we had done this, we did this in October, was it? November? Uh, November. November. We did this yeah. after Thanksgiving before we um, came back home, before Mommy and I came back home. Yeah. And we did this with Sophie, and it was just phenomenal. It, it was, was wonderful. It was just, it was just incredible, you know? So, yeah. and we talked yeah. about it on the podcast last year. Mm -hmm. um, so go check it out and, and at the end of our YouTube We had um, like a video montage Like Sophie said Of all the different scenes That you could see from last year's So you can check that out And go see it and It'll just warm your heart because It will It's just really mm -hmm. such a cool it'll warm, it'll warm your heart Like hot chocolate on Christmas Eve exactly. Yum but speaking exactly. of previous podcast episodes, a few weeks back in our Red, White, and Disney podcast, we talked about the baby Masai giraffe that was born in June. Well, he has now joined his family out on the savannah for the Kilimanjaro safaris, and we want you to say hello to Humphrey. And I'm going to get this image so I got that it. we. Oh, Aww. yay! Isn't he so cute? Yay, I wonder who's writing today that sees him. Oh, I yay. don't know. And I have one other um, picture with all of them. Oh, so. please share. There we go. And it looks to me like Humphrey's oh. leading the way, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. Wow. He's so, so cute. So anyway. Wow. Check They're us out on YouTube so and you'll see the pictures up there. So Yes, yeah. and if you're a listener on the Safari, send us your pictures too. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. an awesome idea. So there cute. we go. But yeah, you know, that is cute and Super it's really kind of cool to get the get see how that happens and to see the circle of life continue, 
you know, and they yes. do so much good stuff over at yeah over at Animal Kingdom. So. For sure. Yay. He's so cute. Now, I have some Disney Plus information. Normally, this would be Sophie's Bailiwick because she's my Disney Plus guru. Yeah. But um, I wanted to talk about this. Beginning on August 11th on Disney Plus, Goofy is starring in three new how-to shorts from the Walt Disney Animation Studios. The, the whole um, overviewing arch is called How to Stay at Home. That's the name of the series, and it takes a lighthearted look at the pandemic. How to wear a mask, (laughs) learning to cook, and binge-watching are the the names of the three shorts. Oh, wow. I thought that was kind of funny. And that is so goofy, and it was so perfectly timed from, you know, last week when we talked about Goofy, and we talked about how in the 40s he had his how-to series. Yeah. And it's like... It's like it just Yay. came right back into this, That's you know? That's right. The way so, you influence is something else. Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. And yeah. then um, also, um, last week, Disneyland released details and pricing on their new annual pass holder program called the Disneyland mm-hmm. Magic Key Program. And there's a lot of information here, but you can find most of what I'm going to say on the Disneyland website um, passes go on sale on sale starting August 25th. And there's four different levels. There's the dream key, which has no blockout dates, free parking, and you can do up to 16 park reservations at a time. That price is $13.99 per person for a year. Then there's the believe key, which has some blockout days up to 50% off parking and up to six theme park reservations at a time. That one is $949. There's the Enchant Key, which is $649, and you can do up to four theme park reservations, and there's more blackout days and so forth. And then the last one is the Imagine Key, which is only available to Southern California residents living in zip codes 90000 to 93599. The price for that is $399, and it features having two theme park reservations at a time and has more blockout days. Um, you know, and they all have merchandise discounts and so forth. So like I said, the Disneyland website has all of those details, and I'm not even going to go there to say whether or not it is something that I think is worth the money or not, and I'm just going to leave it be. <laughs> But out of that, and this is the last bit of cheddar, and I promise because we have a lot of cheddar today, um, (laughs) the question came out, what does the Magic Key program mean for Walt Disney World? And the answer that I've come up with is absolutely nothing. But Disney did tease this in their presentation last week. Um, They said... And for those wondering about Walt Disney World annual passes, new pass sales will become available in time for the start of the 50th anniversary celebration. Walt Disney World Resort will be sharing additional information and details later this month. This month, of course, being August. So they are getting close. 
they're getting close to re reselling the annual passes again and we have no idea what pricing will look like for that so when and we I know we'll let you know affordable i do too but it is a kind of exciting though it is it might be coming back so and Which makes me remember something you said a, a little while back mike considering that yesterday was global sleep under the stars oh, night yeah yeah yeah, and yeah several episodes back when we did our perfect disney day what did you uh -huh. say i said that sleeping under the stars in the swiss family robinson treehouse would be so cool yeah. you know what i could even say that sleeping over on tom sawyer island yeah that might be even a cool one too might could be. you imagine spending the night at the fort i think that would be super cool oh and sleep under the stars night so there you go yeah that both of those would be so cool yep <laughs> all right you go do that and Yay. i'll see you from across the river in my haunted, haunted mansion. mansion that's right <laughs> she'll be sleeping in her doom buggy no she'll be the one oh. trying to get the coffin up <laughs> no i'll be I'll probably be sleeping in the master bedroom, or maybe I'll just decide to pass out in the garden in the greenhouse. There you go. There you yep. go. Wherever options. you're comfortable. That's right. Yeah. All about options. When it's our perfect day, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. Options, <laughs> options, options. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, thank you for mentioning that, Brenda, because I would have forgotten about it. Yeah. And lastly, don't forget to connect with us. We have all of our links in the show notes and we love hearing from you. And, you know, most of our traffic we, we see come through our on the road with Mickey group. So, um, anyway, so it is time for our feature topic, our top five Disney park shows past and present. And we're just going to go down our round table, you know, five, four, three, two, one, just going around the room. Um, you know, floating back and forth. And we are going to start with Miss Sophie today. All right. Well, then, since we get the option of choosing shows past and present and possibly future, I'm going to start with my option that was from the past, which is my number five. And the only reason this isn't higher is because it's not there anymore and so I'm sad. Oh. But that would be over at Disneyland, the Aladdin the musical. It oh, was a live yeah. It was a live action play. They played it over in the California Adventure in Hollywood Land and oh, I loved it so so much. And then they switched it for Frozen, which the Frozen one isn't bad. I do enjoy it. It had very good actors and actresses and all that stuff, but I like Aladdin better. Yeah. And the yeah. genie was amazing. The genie was my favorite part. He got yeah. to ad lib. Yeah. The genie. <laughs> I had forgotten about the Aladdin show. Yeah. And that is a good one. Um, I, I haven't seen the Frozen one, but the Aladdin one was really well done. So. Good yeah. choice, Sophie. Good, very good choice, Sophie. And I'm going to share one of my one of the examples of it, the genie ad lib 
ad-libbing. Actually, there were many times that I remember, but this one has to be my favorite. And it was back, you know, the year of the Super Bowl when it came out that the Patriots were cheating or something, yeah. the New England Patriots. <laughs> yeah, that year or the year after it, the genie just went to Aladdin and it was like after Jasmine had rejected him or something. And it's like, are you okay? You look kind of deflated. Like ah, a Patriots football. football. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. And then there was and the Sophie one with doesn't the e even follow sports. That That's hilarious. <laughs> and then there was the one with the Ebola outbreak in Africa. And just this guy in a hazmat suit came walking across the stage. And the genie was like, wrong musical, man. <laughs> oh, and it I'm sorry. I need, to, I need to interrupt a moment. Yeah? Because I, I forgot to mention, Brenda, Sophie, and Cindy and I saw... The Jungle Cruise in the theater. Oh yeah! Oh wow! And it was I'm gonna so go see that. I good. haven't seen it yet. Me too. It was you so absolutely good. We're gonna it see was it. It was epic. It was so awesome. good. It was. We're so gonna good. see it. Good. And they even had corny Jungle Cruise jokes. Awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. awesome. I was laughing, and everybody was like, "Shut up, man!" <laughs> <laughs> That's cold. No, they were like, they were like that, but it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were awesome. That's great. Well, thank you. Uh, I, do, I do need to see that. Everybody out there right. needs to see it. We enjoyed it. We really enjoyed it. So. All anyway. right. So are we taking turns with this? Yep. So we're moving on to Miss Brenda, number five on your list. <gasps> oh, my right. number five is currently Mike's background today. Number five is Carousel of Progress? Yeah, number five is Carousel of... You know, it's hard to narrow these down. It's easy to make the list, but it's real hard to, to give them numbers. Give them a number, yeah. You know, I always feel like yeah. a traitor. Like, how can that be your number five when you go to that every single trip? Because there's something about the other four that... Are higher. Just a little you higher. Like I'm sorry, but I love the Carousel of Progress. So yeah. it's my number five because it's, you know, it's awesome. I mean, it is awesome. Yeah. Love the Carousel of Progress. That's all I can say about that. Uh -huh. That's all you got. It's a classic. Not it much is. needs to be said. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, number five for me can be found at Epcot. Oh. And it is the American Adventure. Nice. Ooh. And it is number five um, because I I love how um, Benjamin Franklin and Mark Twain talk about how how America has evolved and developed and and the things that we did as a nation to to improve stuff moving forward you know and it was just so cool you know it's yes it's, it's like going into a history lesson you know yeah yeah so to me that is just really cool about about yeah it's inspiring and it and it helps if you if you watch it and if you think about it afterwards and if everyone were just to give it some thought they might come up with hey we did this before. We can do this again, and we can make this nation better. Yeah, you know, 
So that's a good choice. So that's my good number. Good job. Five. Thank you. All right, Sophie, number four. So my turn again, and this one, this one just also comes from Epcot, and it's just because of how much I love the pavilion and the traditionalist culture of the country and it's actually reflections of china in the chinese pavilion and i just love it so much it's it's more to do with the pavilion itself as well as the show but i just love the architecture of everything around it it feels so beautiful and so historical too and you all know that i'm a history buff yeah so Really, I I suppose this shouldn't be on my list then, but I don't go to the China Pavilion to watch Reflection of China. I watch Reflections of China so that I can go to the China Pavilion. Well, so it's kind of the other works way around. Out, though, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and if and if you and to me, Reflections of China is is like you know, like Brenda's one one man's dream. Okay, yeah, that's the that's the icing at the end of the at the end of the exhibit when you've walked through and seen all the things. Mm-hmm. You know, then you get your movie at the end, and the same thing with um with with China. You know, it's like you've got before the show starts, you got all this time to explore and see all these really fascinating pieces from China. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's almost like the two combined together to give the whole experience. It also it also has a lot of the plans and models from Disney Shanghai and Hong Kong Disney. So yeah. that's another thing because I love all the parks around the world. Yeah. And I want to go to all of them in my lifetime. Yeah. Yep. All right. I'm going to step aside just for a moment, but I'm still here. I'll be right back. All right. Hey. So then should I keep talking or is this keep is it your talking. turn? All right it's, then. It's Brenda's turn next. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so you go ahead. Ms. Brenda, your turn. Try to okay, well, try to draw this out until Daddy gets back. To elaborate on Mike's semi segue. <laughs> my number four is the movie at the end of One Man's Dream. It's funny that he mentioned that because we hadn't talked about these ahead of time and it's funny that he brought it up, but you know, he knows me so well. And that show is of course, you know, at the end of walking through all of the historical stuff on Walt and then the movie of course has Walt and all about his life. So it's extremely touching and uh, yes, powerful for sure. And you know, I feel like a lot of people might miss it. You ha- you know, sometimes you go through the one man's dream and then you have to wait for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kids might be crying and they're bored because they've been in a, yeah, in a like, museum type setting. But you're like, don't leave. Just wait because yeah. it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. And it's inspiring to kids to see that you can come from nothing and do all of this. It's just amazing. Yeah. So, and I know it's like it could have been my number one easily, of course, but it was my number four for, of course, for various other reasons. So, number four, one man's dream film. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Good one. Good choice. Thank you. My number four 
is an entirely different segment. Oh. It is nothing at all serious about this show. Oh, cool. Takes place in the Magic Kingdom in Adventureland. Is it Adventure? No, Frontierland. And it is the Country Bear Jamboree. Yeah. <laughs> About as goofy a show as you're going <laughs> to find. It is absolutely, I love it. I, 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 I love it more now as a 50 plus dad than yeah. I think I did in my 30s. You know, I just love it. It's so funny. You Mom, know, I don't and, whoop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. What I what's funny about it to me is um and and this is one positive that came out of out of COVID land, which is not one of the lands in Walt Disney World, just no, people were confused. But um one of the positives was that for me anyway, that I saw was now you to add some excitement into the show and whatnot, now you can walk by Country Bears, and there will be times when you see some of the characters on top of the roof. Yeah, and true. and I don't think I ever saw that before we were there last yep. year, and I so so I think that's a really cool, fun thing, you know? Yeah, that so, they should keep doing that afterwards because the kids I that are so playing too. with them will want to go in. And oh, yeah. otherwise yeah. they might miss it. Yeah. Yeah. So I love Country Bear Jamboree. Yeah, and great I love that um, Miss Sheila, Sophie's Aunt Sheila, how Sheila says that Liver Lips is her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> she does say that. So, Liver Lips. Shout out is... to Sheila Liver Lips. <laughs> yeah. We won't tell Uncle Randy. Don't worry. <laughs> well, no. So anyway, Country Bear Jamboree, number four on my list. Great. Great. <laughs> All right. Sophie Jean. My turn. Yep. Your turn. And this one is the one that Daddy and I were referring to when we say future. Mm, there we go. And as it stands, this one is actually in the parks, but... Okay. The reason that I say future is because there is a special change coming to it. And I'm talking about Mickey's PhilharMagic. Oh! Yes. Gotcha! I love Mickey's PhilharMagic. It is yep. great. I especially like the fact that they have it in 4D, not 3D. And yes. what 4D means is they also have stuff splashing out at you. They have scents filling the room so that yeah. you can smell what the characters are smelling. Mm -hmm. They have fans blowing on you so that you can feel the windswept feelings for some of the scenes. And the reason that I say future is because we talked about this, I believe, in an earlier episode. They are going to be adding a new segment into Mickey's PhilharMagic, and it's going to be Coco. Yep. And Donald is going to be gallivanting about in the land of the dead, trying to find his hat. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited for it. Coco is one of my favorite Disney Pixar movies. And the fact that it's coming for the 50th anniversary, no less, 
that just has me so hyped. I'm yeah. so excited to see it. And actually, I have found online that there are previews of it. You can see the segment if you Google it online. I have not seen it yet because I haven't had the time, but I do plan on giving a reaction to it next week. Okay. And I'm kind of was holding out, waiting to see it in the actual show. Yeah, me too. I know. And, but I want to see it now. For those of you at, you know, that frequent Disneyland, you know, that is part of Mickey's PhilharMagic at California Adventure now. So it is out there now, um, but it's, it's not at in, the Magic Kingdom just yet. It's also in Disneyland Paris, I believe, too. I think you're right. Or coming you're right if too. it's not there yet. It's coming if it's not there yet. Yeah. But anyway, good choice. Yay, good Thank job. Thank you. So, Brenda, oh, well, number three. My number three is a past Ooh. show. Mm-hmm. Um, it is in. It was found at Epcot. It is Illuminations, Reflections of Earth. Ooh. Oh yeah, I loved Illuminations. Oh, I did too. Yeah, for the music Just, as much as anything. I know, and I really, I. You know, several years back, they changed Illuminations. They made a big change to Illuminations. But the one that I really loved was the one before that. Mm-hmm. Before that change. Like the old Illuminations. I really, really loved it. And I miss it. But it's my number three because it's it's like a forever part of, well, if it's, if it's forever part of our photo albums, I have this huge bin of photo albums before, you know, photo pass and all that stuff came out. I have these ridiculous amount of photo albums of our family through the years that I have to take when we're fleeing a storm. It weighs like 50 pounds. But um, when you look back through those and look at those memories when my kids were little and stuff, I mean, illuminations wasn't everyone. It was just, big part of our trip it was you know you went and you got your spot and you got we usually got some kind of treat yeah and, you know and it was a big it was a big deal so that's my number three yeah that's yeah. a good number three brenda that is thank a great you. one yeah thank you yeah number three, i miss illuminations too but i am looking forward to harmonious yes I want to see what they do with I it. Definitely and I, I am like, whoa. And, you know, we'll be at Epcot on October 3rd, and we will be Yay! seeing Harmonious. And it's like yeah. all the color on, few, on it is? Like, um, ridiculous steroids, right? Yeah. That's my thought on it. So, yes. can't wait. I'll be live. Oh, you know, so when we're there for the 50th, we oh are going to be gosh. live streaming like crazy. Yeah, Sophie like is going to love Harmonious. I can guarantee it. Oh my gosh, don't don't ruin my number one for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, my number three, Sophie. Yeah. Is also Mickey's Philhar Magic. There you go. Yeah. Although I didn't think of it for the future with the Coco scene. So good good play on that, Sophie. Yeah. I, I hadn't even thought about that that aspect of it. What I love about Mickey's Magic is the music and the way they integrate I mean the Imagineers did such a job of taking the music and the movies and weaving it all together 
into yeah. like this long story that just it, it's not like okay we went here and now we're here and now we're here. it's like it flows like it was like that whole thing was created exactly for that yes and it yeah. is so cool how they did that it is it so is cool amazing. and i love those songs they are they are like top dog songs for me they are yeah. they so, really totally. are so Vicky's feel her magic is is like incredible for me that's great i what actually remember choice? at one point um I think it, I don't even remember what year it was or how old I was, but I know I was young and I basically, I was still, this was during the time when I really wanted to be an Imagineer at Disney. Uh-huh. And I mean, I still kind of do, but now I want to work on other things for Disney. Um, but at this point in time, I was thinking, hmm, I really liked the Beauty and the Beast show but what if it goes away one day what would replace it and it got into my head i'm going to make another show it's going to be like mickey's philhar magic but it's going to be live action and it's going to be figment from a journey into imagination instead of donald and it took him through all these different songs they were all in a disney playlist that we had playing in the car there was the haunted mansion and there were all these different things and they all tied back to this one disney medley that we had that played Uh at the end it had the lion king it had the little mermaid it had pocahontas it had all these things in it and it I thought it was the best thing since sliced bread but it never (laughs) came into fruition because it was unoriginal and Disney would never listen to a kid if they gave them something like that. But it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's still right. cool, Sophie. Still Thank cool. you. So. All right. Anyway. Number so wait, it's two. Yeah, it's my turn. Whoops. Yep. <laughs> well, speaking of the Lion King, this is my number two. <laughs> The Festival of the Lion King. Anybody who watches the show knows how much I love the Festival of the Lion King. It is my absolute favorite thing about Animal Kingdom sometimes. Especially when it's hot and I'm looking for a place to go that has air conditioning and where I can sit down and stay a while. Mm-hmm. So. That usually turns out to be the Festival of the Lion King. And of course, I love the music too. Personally, if you asked me, the Lion King had to be one of the best Disney movies that had ever been produced. It's up there, that's for sure. Yeah, Yeah, it really is. And it's the songs for me. Oh, I just can't wait! to be king (laughs) i love the lion king's music and the fact that it's all in the festival of the lion king plus other nods and appreciations for african culture it's amazing yeah and of course the bright colors i love bright colors as you can see by my background and all that stuff so it's just It's amazing. And that's all I'm going to say. Very good choice. It is a good choice. 
Yep. Definitely a favorite for Sophie for sure. All yeah. right. Well, I'm just my so number surprised. Two is I'm, a, I'm oh, just I'm surprised sorry, it's not number one on her. Yeah, list. I was thinking the same thing when she first well, said it. I'm thinking whatever's number one has got a trumpet. So yeah. that's pretty special. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So number so, two for Miss Brenda. My number two, I've talked about this several times on several episodes. I know it's not going to be a surprise. It is for the first time in forever the Frozen sing-along show. Oh. I love that show. I think, you know, when we first went to that, I thought, well, for one thing, when we first went to it, Frozen had come out, and that's all the girls sang, and I thought, oh my god, I'm going to go in there, and it's going to be like a billion kids screaming at the top of their lungs of these Frozen songs going to make me crazy. And I <laughs> fell in love with it the first <laughs> time I went in there. It is so... Well done. I mean, it is hilarious. It's not just hilarious. It's like they ad lib based on the audience. So they they'll wow. stop the show. I mean, when we were there the time before last in the show, they stopped the show because there was a man, a dad, in the audience that when he started singing the songs, they stopped the show and he sang by himself. It was so, he was like an opera star. I mean, wow. they probably said like, you know, before we get back into Arendelle history, we have just got to say something for the dads here today. And they said, who am I hearing? And he raised his hand and they said, stand up. And they stood him up and he sang Elsa's song. And it was awesome. Oh, wow. wow. And they... They do things like that to ad lib based on the audience. And then that doesn't even count the fact that, you know, snow comes down and things come out of the seal. I mean, it's just, it's just a wow. great show. Yeah. It is okay. a great show. I You're warming it. me up to it. We got to see just it. Just a little. We'll you got to see it. I know. We got to see it once. We haven't seen it. Shame on us for not ever having Shame seen it. Shame on you. You have to see it because you'll love it. All it's right, so funny. Right. I mean, it's really funny. Okay. All we right. Promise, Brenda. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. We promise. That's the number two. Well, I don't know. I didn't plan the my list in time with Sophie's list, but Ooh. my number two is also Festival of the Lion King. Oh yay! <laughs> and, um, you know, like Brenda said, I think earlier that. It's really hard to put a number to some of the things that we like. Um, but in and it is for me too, so it's really split in hairs, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's almost like it's one and one B and one C. Yes. Um, but Lion King is number two and um and it's the music, it's the acrobatics, and yeah, you know, we haven't seen the celebration side of it, the new version of it. No, but um, but we're looking forward to seeing it, and so I'm I'm excited when that comes out. But number two for me is Festival of the Lion King. Yeah, awesome. All that right. Awesome. Well, that just leaves wavelength. my that just leaves my number one. I will oh, be no. very surprised if Daddy shares this one with me. Oh. oh, well, let's give you a drum roll. Here we go. Ready? What's your number one? All right. 
My number one is da -da 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 -da, World of Color. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> good number one choice i have a feeling next year is going to be her number one will be harmonious oh. <laughs> you know be careful them spiting words them spiting words <laughs> well tell us but what yes. you love about world of color all of it oh yes but aside from that <laughs> You said that my number one had to trump Festival of the Lion King. And the thing that I last said about Festival of the Lion King was that I loved the bright colors. Yes. Well, World of Color is nothing but bright colors. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. That's true. And I especially like it because, one, it's a nod to the show World of Color, which ironically was black and white <laughs> <laughs> on the screen yeah <laughs> but i also like it because it's really hard to explain but one it involves water two it involved paradise pier back when it was still paradise pier and honestly my favorite part of disneyland wasn't even in Disneyland. It was in California Adventure and it was Paradise Beer. It just, it felt the most detached from the world yeah. because it felt like you were just walking along a boardwalk, you were at a carnival and you could just imagine yourself doing this with other people, maybe bring a loved one with you, all that good stuff. And you could just enjoy yourself. And then as the night got dark and everything started gearing down, you could just watch from this place and see magic spring up out of the water. Mm -hmm. And it captivated me so much when I first saw it that I went back the next year and the next year and it actually holds a very fond memory in my heart because it was the night of my 16th birthday. It was my sweet 16. And Aunt Sheila, Jagan, they had taken me to Disneyland to celebrate. We had a reservation dinner and I actually, my birthday is 10.47 p.m. June 19th. And so in California time, that's 7.47 p.m. So I turned 16 while I was sitting and eating dinner in that restaurant. And I can't quite remember the name of Is it. Is it Carthay? Did you go to Carthay for the Not Carthay. It was over in Adventureland. It was in Disneyland. I think it was. Was it the plaza? No, it was by Adventureland. I think it was. May something. I don't remember, but that's not important. <laughs> what was important was that right after that dinner, we immediately booked it over to California Adventure to use our fast passes to go see World of Color. And so the reason it's such a fond memory for me was because literally I had spent the whole day at Disneyland and 
but I didn't turn 16 officially until that night. And World of Color was the first thing that I saw when I turned 16. Oh, nice. It was the first thing I did. And it just, it leaves a special place in my heart for yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's a great memory. And that's Thank a you. great reason why it is higher on the list than Festival of the Lions. For sure. Yeah. Good choice, Sophie. Right. Great one. Thank you. Very good. So we're down to my number one, huh? Yeah. Number one. My number, number one, one is it's not past or future. It's present, but it's seasonal. Um, and it is the candlelight processional. Oh, yeah. And see, we haven't done it. The see, candlelight yeah. processional is definitely my number one. It is, it is. If you have not seen it, it is magnificent. It is the story of Christmas presented with like choir members from all over, at least all over the United States that yeah. come and they're all on the stage in, in like a form of a, a tree. And they have famous narrators that, Disney books to read the story of Christmas and I have seen LeVar Burton I've seen America Ferreira I've seen Neil Patrick Harris who to me Neil Patrick Harris is I just love him he I yeah. mean he is he loves Disney like John Stamos loves Disney like mm. full Disney people and I just love that the it just warms my heart. It puts me in the Christmas spirit like nothing else. Uh -huh. And it is just so well done. They have the orchestra. They have, it's just beautiful. And you can get like a dining, you can do like a candlelight processional dining experience, which we always do because even if you do the candlelight processional dining, you get a special pass, but you still have to wait in line for a long time to get in. But wow. people will wait like six hours in Epcot in a line just for the chance to maybe get in after all the people with dining and all that go in. It's just, it's really something. So yeah. I always do the dining experience so that I can make sure I have a spot because it's beautiful. And it's just, it's one of my favorite holiday things to do and being able to be there during the season and doing that is just really, really special. So that's, that's my number one. Great that choice, sounds Brenda. Amazing. You know what? That might just be my number 1.5 if I ever did it. Ah. Yeah. It's really And you know, something. for the for the 60th anniversary, this ties the two together. For the 60th anniversary, we saw World of Color. Mm -hmm. And Neil Patrick Harris was the narrator. And um, and he was talking with Mickey and introducing video with Walt talking and everything like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was absolutely phenomenal. You it know? was. 
so just wonderful so it was yep. so cool He's something um but as for me my number one is i don't want to say lame but much less by comparison um because it's not seasonal and it's something you can do and we do do very often and it is my carousel of progress yeah <laughs> you know i like i said it's splitting hairs about what's number one two three four five you know yes. <laughs> but but really what it came down to for me because i thought about having festival of the lion king number one but what it came down to for me was the fact that during our july trip last year we probably took in carousel of progress at least half a dozen times yeah and not because it was hot as blazes that obviously played a role a little bit and there was no tta and stuff like that but it was there and it's something that we always enjoy and so many of the listeners love carousel of progress and i would live stream just about every single time you know and everyone was like oh Thanks for doing this again, Mike. Thanks for showing it again. We love it. We love yeah, it. Yeah, you know? it is. And it so, is wonderful. It's like, welcome home. It's like they yeah. put your arms out and said, welcome home. Yeah. yeah. Now, I have a trivia about one man's, about, not one man's dream, about Carousel of Progress. The section, of the scene where he's got all the electric wires uh-huh. hanging, right? Yep. Yeah. And he's got the fan going. And and he talks um, on the fan. It shows Niagara Falls. Yeah. And you know you notice how they never say the year, right? Oh, it's around the turn of the century. Oh, it's the mid twenties. It's this this. Yeah. You know, but it never says the year. But I was able to snag a picture once. And I'm going to share it. That shows. That in that scene, the year from at least from the um, oops, I gotta load it. The the year from that was, let's see here, there it is. Was nineteen twenty six. Let me show you. Nineteen twenty six. Yep. You see the backside. Oh, look at you. 19- what does that say above 1926? Oh, souvenir. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Souvenir. So I just thought that was kind of cool. That's that one of those things cool. you don't see very often, you know, and, and they never say the years. That's but very cool. That they always was say, oh, around the turn of the century. Oh, the fabulous 40s. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that one, at least, I, I date as 1926. <laughs> Very good. Yay. Yeah. So anyway, Mike. anyway, Carousel of Progress is my number one. And Very I definitely tough. think it's on par. Because yeah. as much as I love the Festival of the Lion King, it's not going to be number one. Yeah. Yeah. Carousel of Progress is great. All right. Well, 
we actually have a couple of honorable mentions, don't oh, we? Yeah. Yeah. We have two honorable mentions, one from Brenda, one from me, and one dishonorable mention. Dum, dum, uh, from Sophie. So what do you want to hear first, people? You want to hear from the honorable mentions or the dishonorable mention? Maybe we should leave the dishonorable mention to last because that one might have the most talk about it. I don't know. I yeah. think we should end on a high note instead of a low okay. note. <laughs> Maybe we'll put the dishonorable mention like in the middle then. That's good. Okay. All right. Uh, well, well, Brenda, we'll you go then. it in between the good, right? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Well, Hi. my honorable mention was actually Sophie's number three. Ah. Mickey's her Magic. Mickey's Philhar Magic. I well, love don't forget it was three. also Daddy's number three. Daddy's <laughs> number three, too. Mike's number three. Yeah, I was like, yeah, wait a minute. Really, really, I mean, it's it's just so well done. It's like there's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's so much about Disney. Maybe it's just me because I'm simple-minded. I don't know. But there's so much about Disney where when you go into something for the first time, you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, how could they think of this? I mean, look at this. Yeah. It's just amazing. Uh-huh. How they thought of that and just stuck them right in the scenes. With, I mean, it's just yeah. awesome. <laughs> it is. It's a classic. It For is. sure. My husband, Butch, loves Mickey's Magic. We have to do it every trip. He loves Definitely. it. Yeah. So there you go. That's my honorable mention. Okay. So here, comes, here comes Sophie's dishonorable mention. Well, don't act like it's such a bad thing. After all, the opposite of love is not hate, but indifference. That's true. Oh, okay. So what's your dishonorable mention? Yeah, what are you... My dishonorable mention, which I hate, not that I'm indifferent (laughs) to. (laughs) Because, after all, you got to talk about the things that you dislike sometimes. And this one I definitely dislike. Because this one really, really scared me as a kid. I thought it was going to be fun. Because, like, I just thought it was going to be fun. And so I insisted on sitting in the front row of this thing. And... was it fun. <laughs> and Riley was right there with you. Yeah. And, and it the one was... that I'm talking about is It's Tough to Be a Bug. That show, I, yeah, Yeah. you could not, I'd rather go on Dinosaur than watch that show again, (laughs) (laughs) and that's saying something. That is saying something. I have warned many of my family, many of my clients I have warned about taking small children. It's very, it can be very scary for a small child. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of it, Brenda? I think it's a little scary for a small child. <laughs> but I mean, do you like it? I, mean, I like it, care less about it. Um, I like certain parts of it a lot. I I think it I I mean, I think it makes the point. Um, but yeah. I mm-hmm. I don't make a point of going to it when we when we try I mean, we've seen it probably, I don't know, fifty times and that's enough for me. Oh, wow. 50. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you have no fear. In fact, I fear you. 
<laughs> no, I'm not. A, I'm not afraid of it, but I, I, you know how you develop your favorites, and that's the ones you you just tend to always go to your favorites, and yeah. you, there's just some you're like, well, been there, done that, and that's enough, and that's one of those for me. Yeah, well, no, I only I'll tell went you right on there, it once. Brenda. We've only done it once. <laughs> <laughs> and we are not doing it again. And, I like the glasses. And, I have to say, we've taken some pictures, uh, selfies with the glasses, and those are cute. I don't even remember. No, nope. all I remember is eyes. all I remember is two screaming kids and how they left the, the theater early <laughs> because they were screaming bloody murder, and that was Sophie and Riley. <laughs> Bless your hearts. Well, everyone so that's out there, you need to try it once so you can make your own decision. You know, because huh. there are parts of it that are really cute. So no. make your own decision, but yeah. yeah. All right, cool. But I'm not subjecting any of the people that come to Disney with me to that horror. <laughs> well, my honorable mention is another history one. Um and I tossed back and forth between American Adventure and Hall of Presidents. Oh, yeah. And I went with American Adventure number five, and Hall of Presidents is my honorable mention. Um, I like them both, but I also feel like Hall of Presidents has gotten a bad rap for being politicized. Yeah. And that's so, true. so I like to see it, even, and I will see it even. Um, with the new version because it opens fair like this month it's a reopening yeah uh, with president biden and i will and i'll see it even then but um but it's not something that i gotta see every trip you know yeah i appreciate it because to me it does a very good job of staying neutral that's just my opinion right right and it's not that disney has politicized it is that the people watching it yeah. tend to politicize it. So well anyway, that's my just my take on it. And you know, I'm no expert. So Yay. so there you go. So that wraps up our feature topic. And I think it was a good one. So listeners, we want to know what is on your list. I've got a question out in the Facebook group. What is your what are your favorite Disney shows? And yeah. my buddy John said The Handmaid's Tales. <laughs> and I said, well, that doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't work. So give me something else. <laughs> so if, if everyone likes The Handmaid's Tale, well, good for you. I've never seen it. But anyway. <laughs> Talk about goofy binge watching. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, um, go to our Facebook group, leave us a comment. Next week I'll I'll report back on what people said were some of their favorite Disney shows. And um and we'll go from there. But that wraps up our feature topic, and it is now time for this day in Disney history, presented by the illustrious Sophie. Illustrious. Ooh, I there like you, that word. I knew you would. <laughs> All right, well, I have a bunch of Disney history, just like I had a bunch of opinions about shows, and just like we had a bunch of Disney cheddar. Yep. 
And two of them concern my favorite ride. I'll let you guys guess which ride that is. And I'm going oh. to start with the earliest and move on to the most recent. Okay. 1969, August 9th. The Haunted Mansion attraction opens in New Orleans Square at Disneyland. Nice. The public opening of the attraction is heralded by a promotional blitz that includes the ice cream sundaes sold at Disneyland's Carnation Plaza, Madame Leota, the medium in the seance room, and the tiny talking figure at the end of the ride is modeled after engineer Imagineer Leota Toombs, also known as Leota Thomas. The attraction will have an official grand opening August 12th. Nice. Yeah. So they already know which ride I'm talking about. Oh, put it in front of you, Brenda. What? Look at that, Brenda. Look at that, Sophie. <gasps> that is so cool, Brenda. Oh, wow. It's a sipper. It's a sipper? Nice. It's a sipper. Where did you find that? I want one. I got it at, at Walt Disney World. We've been in October. What? She lights that. up. Check she her out. Does. <gasps> oh, that is so oh. cool, Brenda. Daddy, please. You know what, Brenda? Please. I just think you won the internet today. <laughs> I'm going yep, on eBay. I'm going on color. Amazon. I'm going <laughs> to find one. So help me. <laughs> oh, she changes color. There you go. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. That's good. awesome. Good job, Brenda. Good history. And good chat good history on that one, Sophie. Yeah, well, I'm not done yet. I know you're not. And so then 35 years later 19, in two, 2004. Yep. Okay. This one has three events that happened. One of them isn't so great, but at least it was fixed. The other one is to do with the Haunted Mansion, of course. And the third one is to do with Donald Duck. So it all pertains to me. <laughs> 2004. It's a moist day for some Disney World guests when a water main on the 12th floor of the Contemporary Resort breaks. Uh oh. Uh -oh. The water cascades from the 12th floor down to the 5th floor around 7 p.m. Hundreds of guests are evacuated and given the option of staying somewhere else. But I it was fixed. That. Yeah, I, I was. that happening. I had just turned three when that happened. So you didn't remember it, and I didn't remember it, because at that point in our lives, we weren't about mm -hmm. Disney. We were about feeding and changing diapers. And, and potty training, too. Potty training, yeah. We were about potty training. Yeah, give it another <laughs> year before we actually went to Disney again. <laughs> because I remember I was in mommy's tummy the first time I went to Disney. Thank exactly. you very much. <laughs> you do remember that. <laughs> anyway, on that same day, Disneyland's Haunted Mansion celebrates its 35th birthday with a special scavenger hunt. And I don't know exactly what that pertains. I can probably find out if I wanted to. Pretty cool, though. Who knows? Maybe all the spirits left the Haunted Mansion for its 35th birthday and went over to the Contemporary Resort at Walt Disney World to wreak some havoc. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. And then, 
on Hollywood Boulevard. The same exact day, Donald Duck receives the 2,257th star on the legendary Hollywood Walk of Fame at 10.30 a.m. in front of the Disney Store slash El Capitan Theater at 6840 Hollywood Boulevard. Nice. Nice. Way to go. Congratulations, Donald. Yay! And that is all I have. All That's right. awesome. That's a lot. Good job, yeah. Sophie. Good history day. Thank you. Okay. So, uh oh. Time it's for that our time Disney Boosh Who <laughs> character. Stump Stop the Sof. You can try. And I <laughs> doubt I will. <laughs> and I figure this is so easy. I'm only giving could do it. <laughs> I'm only giving two clues. And yeah, so easy a caveman would know. <laughs> All right. This character is a cruel and ruthless monarch. The evil queen. Okay. <laughs> Ta da! I should have said just cruel and ruthless and left off monarch, right? Yeah. <laughs> the next the clue one? was possesses strong magic. Cruel and ruthless possesses strong magic. The answer is the evil queen. Although in the book, she's not the evil queen. She's just the queen. Okay. That's fair. And I love the ending here. Um, you know, um, she tricks Snow White into eating the poison apple, and but the witch is chased off a cliff by the dwarfs. Ironically, as a result of her magic, the queen dies not as the most beautiful woman in the land, but as the ugliest. <laughs> Actually... I don't think it was the dwarfs that chased her off that cliff. It was the rock. Yeah, what happened was she was trying to smash them all with a boulder. Boulder. And then right at the last second, a lightning bolt struck the ground beneath her feet, and she fell, and the boulder fell on top right. of her. Right, but the dwarfs were chasing her, so that's why. Yeah. But here's the cool part. So the American Film Institute is a very well-known um, organization, and they did a ranking yeah. of the 100 years, 100 heroes and villains. They had 50 heroes, 50 villains. Oh. And the queen made the list at number Ten, the wow. tenth highest villain, and I thought wow. that was like, whoa, that's yeah. so whoa. <laughs> so anyway, and that is amazing. That's one. Did you know the other? Did you know was the queen never has any screen time with Snow White. The only screen time the two shared was when she was disguised as the witch. Yep. 
You're right. So. I just thought that was really cool. But, you know, when Sophie was being born, uh, when we were pregnant with Sophie, we were getting her room ready. And um, and one of the things that Disney was doing was they were re-releasing on DVD uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs in a special collection thing. And I was like, honey, we got to get it. And it, yeah. when we bought it, it came with four lithographs. And those are still in Sophie's room. Um, yeah, and, they are. And so we put them with, with frames and whatnot, and they're in her room to this day, the, the four different lithographs that came with it. It's really kind of cool. Are. And that was like the first Disney movie that we bought with her, you know? And Sweet. this is before she was born. So, so anyway, yeah, the evil queen or the queen is this week stumped the soap. And like I said... I did not expect to stump Sophie at all when it comes to these queens and and whatnot. Nope. Princesses. And she stuff. is hard to stump. <laughs> yeah. So that takes us to a little bit of Walt. Oh, we love so much. Yeah. Yep. Oh, this... and Brenda. Yes. I, I just saw what you put for the quote. Yep. And you know why too. And that quote is fits. You need to you need to follow that quote. <laughs> I know. I know. That's what you preach. I yep. know. I'm trying to listen to Walt. I'm trying to listen to myself too, and and do and do what I need to do. But this quote from Walt says, "Why worry? If you've done the very best you can, worrying won't make it any better." That's right. That is so true. And, that... and you got to remember that. Yeah. That quote transcends Disney yep. and, it, and it invades life. That's right. Because worry that, is definitely not going to add to your to the days of, of your life. That's for sure. No. no. The bad thing. The bad thing. We don't want to do it. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, good. So great quote. Great Thank quote, you. Brenda. Great. Right. Thank, Thank you, Walt, for that quote. Yeah. Well, that my friends wraps us up for this week and next week we have a really cool fun episode courtesy of miss brenda and her imagination oh yeah this is we love our top five list so i'm making this a top five list already definitely okay and the feature topic next week people will be our favorite kid rides, kid rides in quotes, that we can't get enough of. <sighs> that is right. going to be fun. Talk so, about hard to number. Goodness gracious. So, what are those kitty rides that an adult isn't supposed to like? Yeah. I'm covering my mouth so that I don't give any spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> and. We're going to give our top five of those. So I have a feeling we're going to have a runner up or two. We mm-hmm. might. We might. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, I look, to it. Yay. I look forward to it also. And everyone, thank you for joining us this week. We hope you have a great week. And we will see, see you on the road. On the road. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, Brenda. Bye, Sophie. Bye-bye.